You're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. Give me a full ballerina skirt and a hint of saloon and I'm on board. Mm. Welcome to the She Became Visible podcast. I'm your host, Renee Steelman. This podcast is my story. It's your story. It's our story. It's all the stories of all the women who one day knew that it was time to remember who they were, who they are, and stand up and be seen. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Sabbath morning for all of those of you who are watching live on Facebook or perhaps on YouTube. And you, uh, I wanted to let you know that if you saw my little promo on Facebook this morning, uh, I originally had planned to interview Chandler Roberson this morning, but she unfortunately is not feeling very well. And um, she will be rescheduled because I'm anxious to chat with her and have you listen to her story of how she became visible. But I thought we would take advantage of this time that we have together to ask you to introduce yourself for you to tell your story. Specifically, what I'm interested in is how you or when you, in your eyes, became visible. When did you stand up and say, hey, I know I'm a mother, I know I'm a wife, I know I'm a daughter, I'm also a person, I have gifts, I have something to contribute, and I want to be seen and heard. That's what I'm interested in. So if you would love to, if you would possibly um, share that with me, let me go over to, uh, yeah, so you can chat on this as we are live, if if I am correct. And you can go to She Became Visible uh, on Facebook Live and make comments on there. But anyway, so just even if you just comment on shebecamevisible.org, I will get back to you. I would love to have you as a guest. But we are going to take this time this morning, since Chandler is not feeling well this morning, we are going to take advantage of this time for me to introduce to you a book that I recently found. And I found it on the fabulous podcast, Radio West. I have found an amazing amount of books on Radio West, listening to Radio West. One of the books that I found was a book called Heartbreak. And um, I was introduced to Florence from the Radio West interview that she did. I got her book. I read her book. And then I found out she was doing a retreat in Telluride. And I went to the Telluride uh, re uh, retreat in Colorado. And it was beautiful. It was, I met so many amazing women. I listened to their stories. I was touched by their strength from this retreat, these women and what they had gone through, and yet they still had this strength. Uh, it was a fabulous experience. And I got that from listening to a podcast. Um, 
So as well, I was listening to Radio West and he was introducing Lake Bell. And I knew of Lake Bell because I had seen the movie that she had made a number of years ago. I can't remember what it was. Um, I can't even remember what the title of the movie was, but it was about a person who did voiceovers. And, oh, I think it was, uh, uh, oh, golly, what was it? It was something about uh, there was in the world, there was something in the world. And she, it, the title of it was that phrase that we all hear, you know, that booming godlike voice that says, in the world, there was once, and so that was the name of the movie. And she acted it, directed it. I think she wrote it. And so I knew who she was. Plus, I've also heard her name or seen her name on other productions and voiceovers and things that she does. But regardless, uh, this book that she has written, it's called um, Inside Voice. And it is an audio book. Be and I thought that was so apropos. She does it with Malcolm Gladwell. And um, she does an audio book because her entire career and her entire voice is audio. She studies the voice. She studies every part of dialect and um, tenor and pitch and every part of voices. And she, and so in this book, she talks about how our voices introduce us, how they tell about us, um, how incredibly, uh, important they are and how people, a lot of people don't like their own voices. And um, she talks about that. She talks about why voices are the way they are, how we react to certain voices. It's an amazing book. I wanted to share with you, um, I believe she's on part two. I can't remember what chapter she's in, but she's interviewing another gentleman that wrote a fabulous book. And they're talking about women's voices versus male voices. And I don't know how to get an audiobook onto a podcast. So I'm going to actually try to just play it. I don't know. I'm hoping I'm not violating any copyright laws because I'm going to just use that quick little, what is it, 15 second law that lets you use uh, uh, just audio and visual uh, because I really want to promote her book. You need to read this book it's, or listen to this book. It's absolutely amazing. So I'm going to play this little interview because they're talking about female voices why female voices are not given the respect or the authority that male voices are. It's really interesting. So I'm going to play this, see if you can hear it. I've written this crazy book to say never say never with anything about the voice, but I, I, I think you're a thousand percent correct because one of the things that I think we have to recognize is that women have incredible power in our society, even if it's a power that is, little recognized or if it's just latently understood and it's a power that derives from the fact that it's the first voice that every human being hears when they're in the womb they hear their mother talking through her stomach wall but also through vibrations through her skeleton into the amniotic fluid that we float in so our mother's voice is constantly vibrating against our entire body in the final trimester and then we're born she tends to be the primary caregiver not always but we we have a tremendous and i know this seems counterintuitive a tremendous respect for female voices it just can't be any other way. But maybe we expect them to stay in a certain lane. But as women politicians come increasingly to the fore, as we certainly saw with the midterm elections in 2018, a wave of women were elected. Now we hear women in power speaking in their voices, and we start to realize 
Oh yeah, it's, it's a few semitones higher than a man's, but I don't even hear it now. I mean, I'm, I'm not noticing it because it's unusual at first, perhaps, to see a woman behind the podium as a leader or a would-be leader because we don't see it and hear it all the time. But I guess what I'm saying is that with increased exposure to that, it, it sort of invisibilizes or it vanishes as a difference. And we can hear them. We can hear their ideas. Um, it becomes... Isn't that amazing? I love how he said that women's voices are expected to be in their lane. And how one of the beautiful things about social media and all of the ways that we have in this day to listen to different voices, the female voice is becoming more accepted. And she, this is a fabulous audiobook. She goes into all she actually will play different voices and ask people what they think of that. Who do they think these people are? She talks about um, famous people like Margaret Thatcher and how she actually lowered her voice, how we've got crazy people like Elizabeth, uh, what's her name, who purposely lowered her voice when she was when she was trying to push her business and how uh, at first it was accepted and then later it was recognized as being performative. And so but what I wanted to do, I want to play this for you again. I'm not sure how this all works. so I'm hoping that this works, but I want to play you a talk that was given in conference that got huge accolades, was very well respected and very well received. And I want to talk about why that is. So let's try this. I'm going to go to the session. I'm going to push play. I want you to listen. I want you to listen. Let me find it here. Make sure I don't get an overlap of someone else speaking. This is October 2022 conference. And this is Sister Tracy Browning. So listen. You can hear that. Okay, hold on to this. Okay. Now, was that something that I could hear in my headphones, but you couldn't hear? I'm not sure about that. Let me try to go to this. Um, this is a link to that particular talk, and it's not going to be big enough for you to see it. Let's see. Can you see that? That's a lot of stuff to type in. It's probably a lot easier if you just go to YouTube and trace uh, and push put in uh, Tracy Browning, October 22, and listen to her talk. It wasn't the content of her speech. It was the fact that she was, um, it was well presented. She was a woman. She was a woman of color. And I think that's what people will remember from that particular talk in conference. I don't know if anyone would, would even remember what the content of her presentation was, 
But those things all fell into place. Now, the difference is, and I don't have an example, but you yourself, we all know what the primary voice is. We all know. And, and Lake Bell calls it the sexy baby voice, where we all start talking like this and we all just get quiet and we go into what is assumed to be a feminine voice. And we who were members or are currently members of the Latter-day Saint Church, we call that the primary voice. And so that is a voice that as, and Lake gives examples of that voice, and she asks people to comment on it, how it was received. Immediately, they would say, oh, that she's not very smart. Um, she's probably very young. She's probably not very experienced. She doesn't have any authority. She goes on and tells all of these examples of, of what, how people perceive that voice, the person behind that voice. Um, and she also points out simple things like social quirks that are in people's voices as, for an example, the word like, and how if a female is like, saying that like I went to the store and like I got some soda, but then like I got back in my car. If they hear the word like from a woman that's speaking, they will automatically be judged as an airhead, really stupid. But if they hear a man saying that exact same sentence, that it's just kind of accepted and, and gone over. It's very, very fascinating. And the reason I bring that up because, um, if we're going to be talking about, a lot of people will say there were only four women, or there were only six women that spoke in conference. And I remember in my interview with um, No Nonsense Spirituality, uh, Brittany Hartley, she talked about it wouldn't make any difference if we had 20 women speaking in conference, because what are they going to say? All they're going to be doing is quoting the men. And uh, they will be judged by their voice. Is it too high? Is it considered shrill? Is it considered um, infantile? Is it, you know, there are so many ways that women's voices are judged beyond what the content is. And like people, for example, I said the word like, she gave the example of people thinking that, um, oh golly, who was it? Like Sarah Palin's voice reminded them of their mother-in-law or um, Elizabeth Warren's voice reminded them of their nagging mother. There was always a negative connotation put to a certain octave of some of a woman's voice and which you don't hear that criticism often coming from men's voices. And I think that's true, unfortunately, in the podcast world, because I have heard criticism of some of my sisters who are doing some fabulous podcasts. And the criticism was the sound of their voice. I've heard comments or read comments of people saying, I couldn't listen to her voice. It was so shrill. I couldn't listen to the emotion in her voice. And I've never heard anyone say that. Well, I've heard them say that about Henry Eyring. Poor Henry Eyring. He's a nice man. He's a good man. Um, but it's, um, it's more a pattern and not so much his voice. Anyway. I, want, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this particular book, and I encourage you really to read it because this is a podcast about women, by women, for women. I interview women on this podcast, and if there is a judgment of their story simply based on the sound of their voice, that is a huge loss. 
And I want you all to be aware of maybe your bias that you may have against women's voices in particular. Do you feel as though because you didn't and, and what this gentleman that, that Lake is interviewing is pointing out is that it's just conformity. It's what we're used to because we haven't heard a lot of women's voices in authority. We don't think of them as having authority and therefore we just turn them off. And I, and I think that it's becoming, there are more women in politics now, there are more women's voices out there. And so it is something that's changing over time. And, but until these women can back up that beautiful voice that they have with actual authority in, in the environment of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and many churches, many Christian churches in general, if there is a female pastor, a female leader, uh, even someone who's just contributing to a meeting of some kind, and they're automatically turned off because they don't, men in particular, and a lot of women do not think or hear a woman's voice and then connotate that with authority or even intelligence. So she, what I loved the most, one of the things I love the most about Lake Bell's book was she openly admits her negative bias about what she calls the sexy baby voice, which is the Britney Spears with the fry. And then how we just kind of go down and we talk like this. And she, she gives an example. She reads a very famous uh, uh, presentation in there and she does it in that baby fry voice. And it, you know, and she says, I am a huge feminist, but I just cannot accept that voice. But she talks a lot about authenticity in your voice, finding your voice, accepting your voice. And she says, very honestly, I have friends who have a high pitched voice that often would be considered a baby voice. But she said it is their authentic voice. And that's the difference. She compares that to a Paris Hilton version of what she thinks a feminine voice should be. And she also gives the two examples of the sexy woman's voice that we'll hear on a Jack in the Box commercial and the housewife voice that we might hear in a commercial for Mr. Clean, right? And those two voices are accepted as long as they stay in their lane, but that voice cannot follow into any kind of authority. It's fascinating. So I encourage you to read that. And I just wanted to share that with you. We're, we're missing Chandler this morning, but we'll get her again, hopefully next Sunday. And I just thought that those were a few words of wisdom, maybe give you something to read. Those of you that love audiobooks, I know uh, Bill Real, I love you, Bill. And he's talking about how he has a goal to read 52 books this year. And a piece of cake if you're doing audiobooks. I am in my car all the time. I think I've gotten at least six books down so far, just listening to them in my car. And it's fun to break out of historical books that I'm listening to or um, any kind of more biographical books that I'm listening to and listen to something as fun as Lake Bell's book, Inside Voice. I highly encourage you to pick that book up. It's Sunday. It's beautiful. I have a pickleball game to go to. So I'm going to leave all of you now. I'm going to say adieu. 
Have a great Sunday and uh, download that book. Listen to it for the rest of the day and uh, comment. Comment on face, uh, shebecamevisible.org. Let me know if you have read it and what you think of it. So, And I would love to hear more about what you think of female voices in general. Okay. Have a great day. Bye-bye.